the drama kick, the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die. Welcome in to episode two of the 12 ounce curl route podcast. I'm Aaron. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Aaron Current or at Mental Dimes NFL. My co host is Corey, aka C Flow. And just like your favorite NFL team, he had to take the show on the road this week, which is why you see a hotel room behind my man Corey. What's going I'm not on, saying buddy? it's what's going on, buddy. I'm not saying it's worse than last week because it's you know just trying to set stuff up. But this is I don't know what we're doing here. I can't make it any sexier than a very cheap hotel. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Uh, hopefully, our fans are here for the content, not so much uh, what yeah. we got going on in the background. <laughs> at, least, at least there's not like a random you know hooker or like something crazy in the background or anything i mean i mean it is a a, a hotel so i don't want to tell you how to live your life so. <laughs> football football yeah football. football speaking of uh some things off the field uh deshaun watson news came down the day after we record of course how perfect was that timing naturally yeah. <laughs> so uh in case you didn't hear anyone who's listening Sean Watson's final ruling came down. He will serve an 11-game suspension with a $5 million fine. Um, yeah, $5 million. Yeah. Uh, he's still proclaiming his innocence to the to the end. They just wanted to move on and put this past him. Uh, and I, I, I guess we're, we're going to all do the same. Um, yeah, the, I still don't think it really fits, but – Conveniently, he's coming back to play the Texans. So. That's what I was going <laughs> to Yeah, yeah. Like, usually you see at least an even number, like four games, six games. Yeah, so I thought that was funny. Like, uh, in my field of work, uh, I measure a lot of pipes, PVC or, C, you know, corrugated metal, you know, something. And they're usually in even numbers. Well, so is most suspensions. They're usually in even numbers. Yeah. So the fact that this was 11 – yeah, and not twelve, which would have make it would have made it to week thirteen. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it just just conveniently the, the powers that be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, the uh, money hungry NFL had a little bit to do with that, but uh, hey, whatever. What, I mean, you know, it's going to draw ratings. You know, who else yeah. would be watching Browns Texans if if Deshaun wasn't involved in that game but, or fantasy for that matter? But yeah. So, real quick, real quick. So, now that it's 11, let's say they're seven and four or six and five. Do you think Deshaun plays? I think he will. I think uh, the Cleveland Browns ownership will at least want a reason for their fans to come out and watch them. And as a Bears fan who's never had a quarterback either, uh, if we had Deshaun Watson, even if it was an 11-game suspension, I would be there to see that quarterback play. I mean, he's the quarterback I wanted in 2017. We went with yeah. uh, uh, we went a different route. <laughs> we'll just we'll just leave that at that. <laughs> Is it Mitch? 
Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, you got Justin Fields right now. He'll be all right. I, I'm a fan of Justin. Yeah, we'll see if uh, I can put him in the right direction. Uh, still, for the record, I don't think it was enough. Uh, I don't think he should play, especially because his, his contract is whatever it is, a uh, million dollars or whatever bull crap that is almost less than veterans pay. I think I think that's insane. So the fine's more than he's making this year. Yeah, which, well, <laughs> you know, he's good. He's good, you know. He, he's he's good. <laughs> and I wouldn't put it past Haslam going ahead and paying that fine for him. You know, just yeah. So, yeah, but they've uh, talked about uh, donating money to uh, um, charities um, affecting women of sexual assault, which I feel like was the right move. Uh, obviously, we're gonna the least thing to, <laughs> right. They're at least going to try and save face on this situation, uh, but they're trying to move forward, and um, I guess we're going to do the same. Some. So I, I did see. Do you follow Mina Kimes at all? She's a ESPN analyst. I don't follow her, but I, like I do read some of her columns and stuff. She knows more about football than most men in the field. Oh, she's great. She's oh, great. she's amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. But no, I didn't see what you're talking about. Well, she just kind of went on there and was like, "Tell this to the women who are still fighting to have their story heard," or which is 100. Um, I, I agree. I think he should have missed the entire year. We both said that on the record here last week, so um, <laughs> that's my stance. But I don't—I'm not an NFL. I don't make those decisions. <laughs> and whoever decided that after the fact that oh, let's put him in front of a microphone, and then I get—I guess let him go off a cuff or it or something because that was not a written statement, and I hope it wasn't a written statement because it was that bad. Yeah. So like. That was that was, it was gross. It was just it so was, gross, and it was weird. It's like he apologized for it, and then like the media. I mean, it's their job to get the story. Obviously, yeah. They were they were like, so why are you apologizing if you didn't do anything wrong? And he was just like, uh, I apologize for anyone the, who was the situation. Yeah, yeah, about the situation. <laughs> like, uh... yeah. I don't know, but uh, like, dog. <laughs> we could we could cover this for the entire show, but I feel like we should move yeah. on so we can try and cover a little bit yeah. of football news. Uh, there were some games last week, uh, preseason week two. I watched the Bears play on Thursday. It was weird. It was on ESPN, and they had all the Monday night football logos and everything on it on a Thursday night. It was my wife was even like, why. It says Monday, but they're playing on Thursday. I was like, it's a it's a practice run for them too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. I liked a lot with Dan Orlovsky has to say usually, but uh man, they they were not very good that night. They called Justin Fields Josh Fields at one point. Yikes. Um, and, <laughs> I mean Yikes. of all the people you should know, I understand if you have man, if you don't know who uh, like Mooney or Combat is or something like that. I'm talking like bottom of the roster guys. Yeah, if you yeah. don't know who they are, that makes sense. But like um <laughs> That's Justin funny. Fields, you should probably know him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Josh pretty sure that Josh Fields was a, a year above me in Harrison County. Is what that sounds like. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty uh, rough. That's pretty rough. Which like, yeah, like you said, that is preseason for them too. But yeah. Yeah. But uh so I watched that game. 
Um, I watched half of the actual Monday night football game with the Falcons and caught highlights of, of the weekend before. And uh, it was, I mean, it was a, a pretty good week. You know, we got some rookies showing out. We got some, uh, I haven't really seen like older players that are like, oh, all of a sudden he's popped back on the scene. You know, a lot of those older players sit the preseason but uh, yeah i mean you could maybe say mariota kind of mm. um you know nobody believes in him i enjoy mariota but you know that's also where uh what's his face we were talking about him earlier off air uh the quarterback that from cincinnati uh from the bearcats oh ritter yeah ritter i was thinking burrow when you said cincinnati. sorry my bad my bad my bad but yeah like <laughs> He's one of the older players that I've I've kind of I still believe in him. Like he's not going to be five thousand yards or anything, but uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him seeing him do something. I mean, it's you would hope to have seen it already. But my big thing is, and this goes back to Justin Fields, when someone takes a narrative of so and so went to said college, so they're not going to be good, like. Justin Fields went to Ohio State. Ohio State has never had a a dominant quarterback in the NFL, um, and he would be the first. But Oregon didn't have one until Herbert. And who else other than Brady is from Michigan? Like, I can understand if it's like a linebacker U or a DBU, like LSU players, which I think is turning into wide receiver U. At, but, this, at this point, yeah. Right, but like just to say, so and so is not going to be good because he went to such and such college. To me, it's a lazy narrative that a lot of fans run with. I I don't know if uh, I don't know if I've seen it as much from like national media guys, but I hear a lot of fans, like especially when we drafted Justin. Uh, a lot of people were like, "He went to Ohio State. He ain't never gonna, ain't never had a quarterback come out of Ohio State." I don't know why I gave a country accent to people I in said, Chicago. That doesn't sound like downtown <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's it's funny you say Oregon because Mariota, like, right? Yeah, I mean Mariota. Yes, he's not Herbert, obviously, but I would have taken Mariota. I mean, I would have like the Bears were in on Mariota, but yeah. we were too far down in the draft. Ryan Pace yeah. couldn't get up there for him. Um, Ryan Pace can't get up for a lot of things, but he got up for Trubisky. He went from three to two. <laughs> God, you had three quarterbacks that that drove me nuts, man. We had three quarterbacks that year, and he could have just sat there, but he had to trade up to get his guy. And he thought he drafted the next Drew Brees. He actually told that to. Uh, someone who had worked with him in New Orleans that he had drafted the next Drew Brees. North Carolina's finest. <laughs> hey, that's Jordan. Another best thing Chicago since player. I was say best thing since Michael Jordan come out of North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, we should probably get back on track here. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. trying yeah. to remember some of these stories. Um, I heard Damian Pierce has kind of locked up the running back position with the Houston Texans, which. Honestly, I kind of saw that coming uh, when he yeah. was drafted. Yeah, like, I mean, you got Marlon Mack, Rex Burkhead there. Uh, that was actually in part of what we'll talk about at the end of the show. But, like, he's on my list because the fact that he didn't play. Like, that's kind of interesting that 
basically they're just like, hey, don't get hurt, and we'll let the other guys come in and whatever. I could, I don't know if I could see him be a bell cow yet, mm-hmm. but definitely first or second half. Well, Lovey Smith and loves him a bell cow back. I mean, that he, is true. If he, there was uh, ever, a, yeah. He rode Cedric Benson until he couldn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if there was ever yeah. some, I mean, Damian Pierce is prime real estate for Lovey. Like, yeah. So, yeah. And was, I like was, I liked Damian at Florida. Um, I feel like Dan Mullen didn't really know how to use him out there, which he's gone now. So obviously he didn't know how to do a whole lot. Um, and as Kentucky fans, we're hoping that they have a dip. In in there, just continue not playing as well. Just yeah. keep that up. And uh, I don't remember him. Well, it was he was part of a a three headed backfield, and their biggest uh, rushing threat was really their quarterback because he just ran like a gazelle. Um, but trash. No, um, this is the guy they got there now. Uh, Richardson, Anthony Richardson, I believe is their quarterback's name. He's like 6'4", 250 or something, and uh, just built like a linebacker. <laughs> I don't you know, remember. So. I, just, I, I just don't remember Pierce for some reason. I don't know why, but. He was more of their short yardage back, and they went a lot in shotgun, so I just don't think he got a ton of work. And uh, Well, he's going to get a ton of work now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't – I don't think the Texans are the worst team in the league at all. They're I think after watching that game Thursday, I saw the worst team in the league. I mean, the Seahawks couldn't get out of their own way. They would. They're, they're liquid hard garbage. Like, they are, they yeah. will be the worst team this year by far. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I noticed, I don't want to make this a Bears show because I talk about the Bears every Sunday, but one thing I noticed, mm-hmm. you know, about my Bears is I think we've had – less than 10 penalties in two preseason games, which is insane. You know, you just don't see it. The Cowboys had 17 week one, and the Seahawks had a ton of them last week too. Like, they would they would get up, and then they would shoot themselves in the foot. And I remember year after year I would see the Bears do that, and they're not doing it, which I think is a sign of good coaching. And I'm hoping against all hope that Eberflus is the right guy because he's – the one teaching them that yeah this yeah and and that actually i was about to make fun of the two flag thing because you know the the lions went four and oh in preseason one time but mm-hmm. it 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 actually is pretty cool because there's still second 13 that was out there it's a little sloppy and stuff so mm-hmm. the fact that even then there was only two flags that's that's pretty good right i don't the the 17 by the cowboys was weird yeah I, hope that's, yeah, I hope that's not a sign of what's to come this year. God, I hope not. But well, I've I've kind of always thought that Mike McCarthy was an overrated coach. Um, Aaron Rodgers got him a Super Bowl, but other than that, he had. And I told this to there's a Packers fan that I work with, and he used to always be like, "Aaron Jones is trash. Aaron Aaron Jones is no good." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Dude, Aaron Jones is good." Your your coach has no idea how to use him, and now he's doing the same thing with Zeke. He has no idea how to use a running game. See, I think, in my opinion, Zeke, like for example, 
Zeke is the definition of got his check, didn't care, mm. in my opinion. I think he – that line was still as, as good as could be when he came in. And I just think that he gave up a little bit because he was still getting between 18 and 22 carries the past few years. Like, and now that's a – Aaron Jones, I will never draft him in, like, fantasy or anything for some reason. Mm-hmm. Partially because I think AJ Dillon's better, but Aaron Jones is amazing. Like yeah. he's an amazing player, and I still think he's not being used properly. He's getting there. He's getting there. But like, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. As far as Mike McCarthy goes, I think he's a good coach. Ish. Uh, I think there's other factors that go into why he ends up losing. If that makes sense, but yeah. I, know, I know there's a lot of hatred out there for for McCarthy, especially in uh, in the Lambeau Green Bay area, for sure. Oh yeah, I mean when you have 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and it's not all on him, and you only get two Super Bowls out of it, I'd be a little upset as well. I do but, think it's uh, funny. Go ahead. I got a friend of mine here from where I do the Barroom Network every Sunday. He is a regular on our shows on there. His name is Ravi. So he pops in. He knows we're Kentucky fans, and uh, I figured I'd pop this up. It says, how is Kennard doing? I forgot who drafted him. The Kansas City Chiefs drafted him in the fifth round. I haven't heard much news on Darian Kennard. He was a monster at Kentucky. Uh, Three-time All-SEC or something. So he's a good player. I just haven't really heard much on him. I didn't know if you had heard anything on Kennard or He's not going to get dropped. Let's put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. He's a good insurance policy. I, I don't think he's going to start. He'll play for sure. Um, it was almost like a little bit of security. Um, they, like I said, they shored up what they needed to in his position per se with free agency a little bit, a lot better than they have been. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll be okay. He'll be okay. Uh, we might see him every once in a while. But yeah, yeah, I think uh, I because I'm a draft nerd too. I love the NFL draft and reading all about it. And everyone was saying that he'd probably have to kick inside the guard because he struggles with it. Uh, speed rushers off the edge, which we kind of saw here at Kentucky a couple of times. If he did, if anyone got the best of him, it was a, a fast guy, not necessarily, yeah. a, not necessarily a big bull rusher. Um, Tell you what the Buccaneers okay. could use him right now. Man, it's going out of nowhere, but they are. Like, they signed that center. I know the Bears wanted him, but he they kept him in town. And then he, uh, I'll let you. I mean, I know you're a Brady fan, so you probably are more. Well, all more I was saying was, it. all I was saying was the fact that the Chiefs struggled so much at that position for so long, and then went out and did free agency, then drafted Canard to develop as well. So now they have not a surplus, but they have uh, they don't have that problem anymore. So it's just weird to see that two years ago they did, and now the Bucks, which is unfortunate, they had two injuries. Um, Janice Jan- Jansen, uh, arguably the best center in the league, went down week or day one, and then mm-hmm. the backup center went down. I think what a week after or a few days after. Oh, so the same position. So they're really wow. struggling, yeah. And I think they had a third, 
not center, but I think they had a third uh, guard go down. And hmm. so. Well, J.C. Treader's still sitting out there from Cleveland. He was uh, head of the union and stuff. I, I thought he did play yeah. pretty well in Cleveland. Maybe they can give him a call. I mean, Brady seems to just – I mean, all he's got to do is shoot someone a text and they want to play with him, you know? <laughs> and, really, and as much as I love Brady, I don't – I'm not in on the Bucks offensive line talk mm. per se, so I don't know what they've done to, to right. replenish. But um, to get by, Kennard, Kennard is going to have plenty of time to develop. Um, he's going to be on a championship-esque team, so he's in a good spot. Mm-hmm. And I think I think uh, Andy Reid and, and Mahomes and all them I think they really like him too. So that that's a plus. So. Yeah, I mean it's always a plus when a franchise quarterback likes you. So yeah. <laughs> that, that's when the good. future of the NFL really likes you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing to have. Uh, but uh, you were telling me we were you know just texting back and forth about uh, surprise. We had the first round of cuts. Um, I know I got the Bears cuts came up on my phone. The only one that was really of any note for only Bears fans, not for the NFL, uh, was Daz Newsom. He was a just because he was a former sixth round pick that people were kind of pulling for, hoping he could, you know, sneak his way onto the roster almost. But he muffed a few punts when he was given the chance to try and do some punt returns and you know, they're just not – I mean, that, that he kind of muffed his chances, I think. Uh, but you were telling me about Kenyon Drake from the Raiders. Um, yeah, I – there were some talks about that they actually enjoyed their uh, – besides um, Josh Jacobs, obviously, which we talked about last week, the fact that he was sitting out, that was weird. Or the fact he played uh, the played, first week yeah. was weird. But uh, they like uh, – I can't remember off the top of my head who they got, but Kenyon costs quite a bit of money. And where Josh they, uh, Josh McDaniels got there, I don't think Kenyon Drake's a Josh guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that he was okay. They took actually a pretty good hit. I think it was like $3.9 or $4 million uh, for the cap hit to drop wow. him. And I just thought that was odd because, to me, Kenyon Drake has enough talent to be a two behind mm-hmm. almost anybody in the league. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that was odd. And you know, we're not in the we're not in the offices, and we're not in the rooms, so we don't know. But I don't think he's a. I, I've never heard anything bad about him as far as like a locker room guy or anything. Yeah, I haven't I either. Thought, I just thought it was weird. I thought it was. Yeah, weird. I mean that's a that's a you don't. Usually talent like that, you might see last day of cut downs when they're trying to trim down to 53 men. But just going from 85 to 80, which is what they did this week, you don't see names like that hit the waiver wire a lot. It kind of took me back, you know, um, when you when you told me that name because, I mean, I feel like – I don't think he's going to be unemployed very long. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> I, think, I think if my memory serves me correct, I think he'll go back to Arizona because James okay. Conner doesn't have a, a backup that's that's notable, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, that I can think off the top of my head, uh, and he'd be cheap. Uh, he, mm-hmm. Yeah, he won't be unemployed very long at all, like at all. Yeah, I can yeah see the good Giants. point. He probably will end up back in, in Phoenix – um, I can also see the Giants picking him up. 
um, as like a little spell for Saquon. I think that'd be a nice fit for him because uh, he can catch a ball out of the backfield mm-hmm. too. So I could see something like that maybe. Yeah, and with Saquon's injury history, he could go out there and 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 possibly, you know, be starting by week eight because Saquon's been hurt every year. I know. Yeah. I I'm such a Saquon fan. I just I, I love it. Saquon too. I hate it for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, they've got to have an insurance policy of some sort. No, yeah. And they didn't. So, they didn't address it during the draft. They did not. At all, address it during free agency draft. The Giants did. I mean, unless they unless they want to pull a Nebraska and put Wondell Robinson back there. <laughs> I do think. I mean, okay, technically, yes, they did draft somebody of that nature as a flex position. Um, but, and I do think they'll do some weird shit with the new coach and stuff like that. It won't be on just Saquon. Uh, this is also it is Saquon's um, contract year. But it also is Daniel Jones's contract year in theory too, mm-hmm. so it's literally shit or get off the pot time for the Giants. I mean, it really is. Yeah. So, and the new coaching regime—they didn't draft any of these guys, so they probably won't have no qualms to get rid mm-hmm. of them at the end of the year. So, yeah, I think and that'll be an interesting team to watch. I think that's where um, our guy Will Levis ends up because Dayball had um, Josh Allen in Buffalo and. As we've said before, that's kind of the comp to Will Levis and why he's jumped up draft boards. And they've already got Wandale. So I don't want to watch Giants games. <laughs> Maybe go somewhere else. Like actually, I, I, I do like that. That's a pretty good shout. Uh, which who knows what happens with Daniel this year, but that's actually yeah. a pretty good comp or a pretty good spot, I think, for him. Yeah, I don't uh I just – I've never been a believer in Danny Dimes. Like, uh, actually, in that draft class, I liked uh, the Ohio State quarterback. Um, just recently passed away. I can't remember his name. Now. Haskins. Haskins. Yeah, I like Dwayne Haskins. Haskins. Um, I don't know if he was put in the best situation in Washington. He kind of got another chance in Pittsburgh or sort of a chance. I mean, they had Roethlisberger, but uh, unfortunately passed away this, this offseason. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was the guy I liked in that draft. Um, that was also a rough QB draft class too. It was. And then, uh, I think we talked about it on GMPC before, uh, we were talking about quarterbacks because we were talking about Drew Locke and you were like, I really want to Yes, Locke. yes. Yeah. And, I, and I was trying to think back <laughs> to quarterbacks I was wrong about and Josh Rosen. I loved Josh Rosen. Uh, of course, he plays yeah. on the West Coast, so I only saw highlights, really. Uh, yeah. But I thought he was going to be a good, a good ass NFL quarterback, uh, and he, I think he's in Cleveland. Actually, <laughs> I think I saw well, him on their roster. <laughs> I can't, I can't remember. He may be at Cleveland, but uh, he was awful in the preseason game this weekend. And somebody, I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, was making a joke like, you know, these 13 uh, teams are going to regret passing me up. Well, like, uh, yeah, yeah, he did say uh, that at the draft. <laughs> I think all 32 are okay. Yeah. I think they're yeah, okay. They're, <laughs> yeah. But he did. He spent a year backing up Brady last year, I believe. So you would think he uh, was. Was he in Tampa? So. I didn't. I didn't know. I think he was. I think. I don't know. Uh, 
I'm no expert. I'm just I'm also don't follow Josh Rosen's uh, career. So, yeah, I'm literally firing from the hip here and guessing. Uh, but uh, is there anything else that you saw um, this past weekend? I know you told me that you caught, you know, like part of a game. And yeah, so there was two of them. Real quick, real quick. Uh, the Bills. Uh, the Bills just look insane. They look absolutely insane. And I know it's preseason, but their second team looks insane. And their third team, which will be available for free agency in a week and a half. I mean, yet yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, it was just a clinic that they put on the other night uh, against the Broncos. And I thought it was funny. They had, I don't know, I think it was six possessions. And they scored a touchdown on every possession. And they have a, currently they have a punting competition with the punt god. I don't know if you've seen this guy. Yeah, they drafted the they drafted the best player in the in the draft. Yeah. Uh, so there's competition. <laughs> the broadcasters were even talking about like just go ahead and down it. Because I, I found out also then too, Matt Barkley is still in the league. He is number three on the QB depth chart in uh Buffalo. Wow. But, oh yeah. yeah, he was in Chicago for I think a year or so. He so started yeah. a couple games. He's backing up Case Keenum. Who's backing up Josh? But uh, I just thought that was funny that they were just like, "Nope, we're just going to run it down." Sean McDermott was like, "Nope, let's go. We're just, we're just going to score at all costs." Yeah. So uh, Bills are just they, they're dangerous. They're I don't know. I think start start etching that name on the Lombardi. I, I think they're the best team in the league. It's uh, I don't think it's close. Like really, I don't think it's close. Well, I mean, you never know. Them and the Chiefs kind of went back and forth, and then you may have a team like the Bengals did this year that kind of just pop up and and hit some of these big hitters in the mouth. You know, I mean, the, the Bengals, a lot of people called it fluky, but they beat the Chiefs two or three times last year. Like, Twice. <laughs> so, well, and like, like – I'm not saying somebody can't win a game. You know, the tournament is just, you know, win or go home. But on paper, you know, we always say this team's the best, this team's the best. This year, this team is by far the best, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Their, their question marks on the on the uh, going into the draft was probably CB2 and running back, and they drafted Dalvin Cook's little brother out of Florida State for the running back. And they grabbed uh, Kair Elam out of Florida for the other corner. So they attacked their needs and didn't reach for the guys, which is another big thing in the draft. Um, they, I mean, they look like the most complete team. Easy. Uh, James Cook is probably one of my favorite picks of the entire draft. Uh, I think James Cook is going to be insane in like two years. Maybe three. Uh, I don't know if anybody watched the draft. I watched the draft religiously. Um, I don't know what happened while he was getting picked, but he was not having any of the celebration. And it was on camera. It was weird. But that being said, I don't know if he just didn't want to go to Buffalo or what, but that being said, I think James Cook is – I think he will be the best player out of this draft, no questions asked. And wow. I think that was an absolute steal by the Buffalo Bills. Like I think it was a steal, but to call him the best player in the whole draft. I just, a, I think he's, I think he's going to be that good. 
I really do. Wow, that's a that's a bold statement. Maybe he was mad because he's going from Tallahassee, Florida, to <laughs> Buffalo, New York. <laughs> Smidge of a change, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a big, big uh, culture shock, probably too. Uh, I hope he likes Buffalo Wild Wings or Buffalo Wings. Well, they play outdoors too, so it's not even like okay. Yeah. Well, I get to play in a dome and it's seventy degrees. <laughs> no, you're you're playing in three feet of snow, bud. <laughs> His brother's like, it's okay. I'm in Minnesota. Like, no. Y'all built a dome like three years ago. Shut up. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I think I think Cook is going to be amazing. Um, Devin Singletary will start. I think they're kind of just edging out Zach Moss. I think Zach Moss might be gone by the trade deadline, in my opinion. Um, mm. Devin Singletary, it was funny when the Buffalo Bills decided to hand the ball off and run what actually happened. They gained like seven yards per. Uh yeah. But I, I do think that's going to be more integrated in this year's offense. I could see James Cook lining up at like a Debo Samuel-esque mm. a few games. And then eventually I think he'll take over. Yeah. That's yeah, just my opinion. Cool. Or yeah. even we used to talk about it in Chicago when we had uh, Tariq Cohen and we'd have Jordan Howard. We, we would like get these guys on the field at the same time. They were like our only weapons on offense that year. and. Yeah. They just we had John Fox as the head coach, and that was I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was he had no idea. He was like retired already because he was so done by the time he got to Chicago. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a great hire because I liked what he did in Carolina. I liked what he did in Denver as far as resetting a culture, which we really yeah. needed because we had just gotten rid of Mark Tressman, who was another dumpster fire. But uh, you all know how to pick them as far as buddy, coaches go. I'm telling you. They sure do. I'll say this as long, and I, I can't remember what your backfield looks like besides Montgomery and Khalil. I think, as, especially as bad as your wide receiver core is this year, I don't, you all have to line up Khalil and slot or something every once in a while. Well, he's been playing all the snaps as the starter in preseason. They haven't let David Montgomery even get any snaps yet. Well, they're trying to heal up that hammy a little bit or whatever. Yeah. But I think, I think if you have, yeah, I think. I think if you have Khalil, if he's healthy, you got to utilize it. I think he's be a fun little slot guy. Mm-hmm. And I like what I saw out of him last year. Yeah. 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 I mean, I love Mooney. I think, uh, man, here we go again. I'm turning this into a Bears podcast. Uh, hey, I, I can talk Mooney. about Mooney. I love Mooney. Um, I think he's going to ascend to be that number one wide receiver. He's had that chip on his shoulder since he came in the league. Fifth-round draft pick, everyone's counting him out. Um, yeah. Even going into this season, everybody's like, we need to go get – like I've heard Odell Beckham Jr., like everybody wanted Julio, anybody to be wide receiver one. They were like, Mooney can't do it. I think he can, and I think he'll prove all those people wrong this year. I think Cole Komet's going to have a good year. He uh, – had a really good game against Seattle for the 10 plays that they ran. Um, they were targeting him quite a bit. So if you're a fantasy football player looking for a late round tight end, I would say wait for Cole Komet if you can. He's going to have a big target share in Chicago. Um, yeah, nothing else to target share alone. Right. If you miss out on Kelsey Kittle, Waller, uh, Mark Andrews. The guy from Atlanta is the guy I'm thinking of. Kyle Pitts. Pitts. If you miss out on the top five, 
if you're waiting on tight end, I think Kokomet would be a good. Or if you just need, if you just want an extra tight end, you know, sometimes yeah, they're good, good to put up. in those flex spots. Um, good bye week, uh, Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely for a bye week. I think Gruber's got a late bye week too. So if you got a a guy with an early bye week, Komet will be will be playing. Um, the only other uh, standout that I seen was, and this will show up later in our show, was Cavante uh, Turpin for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Did you see those highlights? I did. They showed it at Dear. the halftime on Monday. God, that person is amazing. I don't know where he came. I didn't. I have not done any research on him. I think he was a, a USFL player is what they said. Really? Uh, so, okay. That's he's one matter. of those dudes who've been – and you'd love to see that. I hate to cut you off. Would you love to see that scratching and clawing oh, yeah. their way into the league and get their chance on the big stage? I think he had a 98-yard kick return. He had a punt. They were playing the highlights, and they put it in fast forward, and I looked at him over, and I was like, dang, look how fast he is. She wasn't even paying attention. She was like, what? Oh, like- it was so <laughs> – it's one thing. You know, we always love these stories in preseason, obviously. But to – uh, to, to do to do that in general is amazing. I don't care if it's second team, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Special teams, you could argue, is the first team all the time in preseason because they're trying out, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, for him to do that in a game, period, I don't care. But then actually watching him do it, mm-hmm. the way he was cutting and the going in and out and stuff, it was on a different level. It wasn't just running a punt, return, a kick, return back. This kid has got something. And right. if he's not on this roster, he will be on a roster. Oh, so, yeah. And honestly, yeah. you could you could say right now, too, with uh, Dallas the way they are, with Gallup's not back yet, um, Cooper's gone. <clears throat> uh, they got somebody else. I can't remember. But he's not really Lamb. playing right now. Well, C.D. Lamb. So you have C.D. Lamb and uh, Dalton Schultz. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you could throw this guy up for a few seasons, or if nothing else, just be a decoy for his speed. Or let, you know, let Dak chuck it 50 yards or something, see if this guy can catch up to it or whatever. Or a little like, screen passes. I mean, yeah. you know, a punt return, the way you the, – the best punt returners know how to set up their blocks. Yeah, let, him, let it be like a, a, a Dollar General version of uh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I mean, just something. Try it out. Yeah, that was that was incredible to watch. Yeah, I did see those highlights. Um, <laughs> your boy Brady, <laughs> he's in the news. <laughs> he's not on my team anymore. I don't know. <laughs> he's still your not boy. Responsible. Not responsible. <laughs> he just said, "All right, I'm gonna head out." <laughs> he hit him with that SpongeBob meme. <laughs> There's a lot of theories. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Before we talk about the main theory, I want to go to the other theory that somebody was throwing out there was that he, he went to the Bahamas. First of all, Tom Brady's not going to the fucking Bahamas. Unless there's some island in the Bahamas that like only extremely rich people could buy. <laughs> because him and Giselle could buy the Bahamas. So like, yeah. I don't yeah. see him going to the Bahamas. Like, I seen him on a carnival cruise. 
Yeah, he was coach in front of me. <laughs> I love how I uh, love Kentucky. Uh, no matter what, all of our voices revert back to Eastern or Western Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Ewans didn't see it. I seen him in front of me, okay? I thanked him. <laughs> but uh, so, no, he was not in the Bahamas. Do you want to tell him about the other theory? That they well, been um, up there? <laughs> in case you're not up to date on your headlines, Tom Brady took an 11 day absence. Buccaneers training camp preseason. They asked coaches about it. They asked uh, other players about it, and they were. It was a big mystery. Um, and the <laughs> the leading conspiracy theory is that Tom Brady, taking advantage of his Fox money, was on the Mask Singer. And <laughs> I just I've never watched the Mask Singer, um, but I. I have a feeling that's not where he was. I think he was just chilling, honestly. Was it? I mean, he probably was like, I'm not going to play in the preseason. I, he could show up two days before kickoff and be like, all right, let's go. He knows that offense, you know? So, <laughs> I have watched the Mass Singer. Uh, my wife is somebody that watches a lot of kind of ridiculous shows. And if the TV is just, it, it, it's just on – and we haven't changed it. And then a show comes on. That's how we started watching The Mass Singer. Let's put it that way. And there was a uh, maybe a year that we didn't have anything but just the basic plug-in cable. So mm-hmm. there may have been, may or may not have been a lot of Mass Singer. I'll start <laughs> it by saying that. <clears throat> this is the best PR ever for The Mass Singer by far. Yeah. Because for those that don't know about The Mass Singer, you don't know anything until the end of the show, until the end of the week, until the end of the season. You don't know anything. So you have to watch it the entire time. <coughs> so this is the greatest PR of all time for the Mass Singer. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, no way I mean, he was doing it. No way he was doing it. But Yeah, I don't, I don't think he did it. But, uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. PR, I mean, even if people like, if it comes out that this is what he was doing, because you know that's going to, you know, after the, people are going to watch the show and writers will leak it and be like, yeah, it was Brady. This is where he was. Then people are going to watch On Demand. I mean, that's going to be the most sought after episode of The Mass Singer it really ever. Is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's but, so uh, crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, I really don't know where, I think he was gone 11 days. And uh, I really have no idea if he was just chilling at the house with Giselle, which that was another theory that came out was that him and Giselle were having marital issues and they were <laughs> getting yeah, divorced. So that's kind of the other thing. I don't, I don't buy the vacation because he had four months to have a vacation. Uh, you know, so that I don't buy that. So something happen um i was actually hoping that it wasn't like you know his parents are getting up there and i know Mm -hmm. like his dad has some health issues and stuff uh i think if anything bad really bad would have happened we we would have already found out but i wonder if it was something like that like Mm -hmm. something was going on with maybe one of his sisters or his dad or mom or something like that and he was just like look i'm out i'll be back when I'm, i'm back 
Yeah. I, I would I would have to imagine it's something like that, probably. Yeah, but I feel it, like it sucks, but like that, they would have someone would have known something. Or I, don't I mean know. I don't I'm know. sure yeah, the team same. knew where he was. They just Yeah. They don't tell the media anything. I find it the vacation thing doesn't, doesn't jive with me very well because of the fact that he was off for four months. So yeah, I mean maybe he was out meeting with an owner of an NFL team, trying to get on his, his yacht, way out of, trying to get his way out of Tampa Bay with a coach that may or may not file a lawsuit against the NFL later on. <laughs> what I, I can't remember everything that the Dolphins got. Like they lost a. It was a first round pick this year. Well, yes, they did. They lost a first and a third, I think. Luckily, because of that one trade, can't remember who off the top of my head. Uh, they still have a first rounder. No, no, no. The, there was a couple before that. Uh, they pulled a Laramie Tunsil. Uh, yes, got they, picks from that. Well, there was another one. I cannot remember who it was. Uh, they traded one of because at one point they had three. Minka Fitzpatrick mm, that went to mm-hmm. the Steelers. So they got a bunch for him, too. <clears throat> they still have a first-rounder. They had two, so now they only have one right. for next year. And then they have two second-rounders, and they lost a third, but I think they had another third from something else. So <laughs> small penalty. And they got, got yeah. found a bunch of money, but, I mean, it's a big Steve Ross, Steve Ross, yeah, who cares? Like, yeah. yeah. So He and, just uh, won't. Sell his boat for a weekend, <laughs> or, like, or I mean, maybe he was hanging out with Dana White trying to get. <laughs> Let's get to that real quick. <laughs> Speaking of Brady, so the other thing that I really enjoy besides NFL is UFC, and there was a pay per view this week, this weekend, that had a, a hell of a fight, a title fight, and a couple decent extra uh, fights on the card. But that wasn't the important part. The important part was <clears throat> ESPN decided to do a simulcast kind of like the uh, Manning Brothers does on Monday Night Football. And it was the Gronks. So it was, I think, all, all the Gronk brothers and then I think their dad and like a couple friends, probably like Mojo Rally or something like that. Um and they had Dana on, I think, during – it was either prelims or maybe during the main card. And I wasn't watching it, but the internet blew up. Yeah. Because Dana basically – him and they, they were talking to Dana White, and it just came out that Dana just opened his mouth and was basically like, yeah, he's like, I did it. I had, I had Tom Brady here. I had Rob here. We had the works here, and we were going to do it. And then John Gruden said no. And then there was a bunch of other commotion that went on. And then basically they asked Gronk about it, and he was like, yeah, that's pretty much what was happening. <laughs> and instead they went to Tampa Bay. Yeah. So How is that not tampering, first of all? Right, right. Like, I don't know if you can sue or find ESPN for doing that. Or, I, don't I don't know. know. I, I, feel like, I feel like every team tampers, not to the amount – that maybe not to the amount that the Dolphins did, taking them out on a yacht and looking to rebuild the entire organization around Brady and Sean Payton was rumored to have gone there and stuff. Too, oh, he was but, gone. He was gone for sure. But, uh, I mean, 
I feel like every team does that. Like back in the day, um, free agency would start at midnight. And I remember when Julius Peppers hit free agency and I was like, please bears go get him. And then at 1201, they signed Julius yeah, Peppers yeah. of free agency. Like there's no way they didn't have that drawn up, talk to him before and had everything done. Yeah. I can't remember what's called now. There is a, it's not grace period, but essentially it's a grace period now in free agency that there's like a window i think it's like free agents <laughs> i know what you're talking about i can't remember but what it's, it's, it's like it's like a few weeks so that basically at four o'clock on that tuesday or thursday whatever it is usually uh that's when this shit goes crazy uh and then it, you can they you know especially the insiders and stuff they leak it you know now because mm -hmm. you, you know free agency has not even started and this person signed with this person, this person, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Tampering is the same thing as fucking uh, or freaking uh, recruiting in, in college football. Everybody oh, yeah. does it. Yeah. Everybody was everybody was paying somebody. Now it's okay. <laughs> but like, everybody was doing it. Like mm -hmm. it's just a matter I mean, of if you get caught or not. Like, yeah, there's there's people that will see players at the airport and be like, oh, you're in Chicago. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. There is oh, a bunch of there's a say. There's a bunch of nice little ass where you can fall planes across the country. Uh, like, yeah, hmm, yeah. Who's on yeah. that plane? Yeah, which is horrifying too. Yeah, we're we are way off. So I mean, it's preseason. Yeah, I know. So so <laughs> we're way off subject. But we'll be more uh, structured during the year. I promise. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think anything else that really stuck out to me over the over the weekend. Like I said, I watched the highlights. Uh, I was watching Atlanta. I thought Desmond Ritter looked good. Malik Willis had his first touchdown pass. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. He had a he had a touchdown run in week one. Yes, um, I did see that, yeah. And then but no, I didn't two, see anything this week. Yeah, week two. I mean, he darted that thing into – I think it was a tight end. It's probably a guy that might not even make the roster, probably some third-string tight end or something. I don't know. They also need uh, pass catchers, so he might make the roster. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, they got rid of uh, they got rid of their guy AJ Brown. He was out there, right? And Julio. So they got oh, a whole new uh, wide court, right? Well, they got they drafted Traylon Burks. You know, I think it's going to mm -hmm. be awesome. And then they sign uh, Bobby Trees, uh, Robert Woods. That's right, Robert Woods. Yeah. Um, I don't know who their tight end is. Uh, yeah, they're banking on ten to three basically with their defense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just just run him over Tannehill, I guess. That's, that's what He's the third best runner on their team. <laughs> well, that's true. They just got they just handed off to Derrick Henry, so it doesn't matter who's at wide receiver. <laughs> Can you block? Come on yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Week nine, they might be like screwed, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. The the only other note that I had, um, just things that came out of this past week this actually was today uh shakeem griffin has retired i did see that he was the twin brother of shaquille griffin they both were at ucf i believe yes mm -hmm. they were both at ucf um but shaquille uh shaquille has he's the one that is only has one uh hand mm -hmm. and he was the first person ever drafted with one hand and he played quite a bit, and he was 
he actually sacked, but his one sack was against Aaron Rodgers. So you you'd appreciate that. Um, I think he was been four years he played. Um, played ninety six games. Pretty good career for somebody with mm-hmm. one hand. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, I remember when he was drafted. I was a big fan of his. Um, I I just I didn't read into the story. I just read the headline that said going back to Plan A. So uh, yeah. I'm not. Sure. Did you read into it? Or? Yeah, he's going back to school, finish his education, get his education, and he wants to be a. Basically, he wants to be a. What his quote was like? He wants to be a positive influence on the world. So I don't, I don't know what that means. I don't know exactly what his plan is, but he wants his education and all that stuff. And to be fair, I don't think he ever thought he'd be drafted or anything like that. And I don't think mm-hmm. he was ever going to be like in the USFL or CFL or anything like that. I don't think it was a pity draft by the Seahawks because his brother was already on the team. I don't think he that. actually had talent. He, he yes, he, he did have talent. But uh, I, I, it just it was, it was one of my favorite stories uh, from 2018. I think it was. Uh, I don't remember what year they were drafted. 2017. 2017. Yeah. I know his brother plays corner, and he should be on a second contract. So. Um, but that's just that was. Uh, he was just he's he's a nice guy. I've, I've watched a bunch of interviews with him. Uh, him and his brother, uh, just lovely people. So right. that was that was one that was just a little side story from the week. Yeah, I saw I saw it pop up too tonight, um, and I know he had always met with children who were missing hands, so they kind of felt like, you know, just having this disability doesn't define me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah, I could definitely see him being a positive influence on the world. Um, and yeah, he was, he was like, a, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, I was saying he, he was actually in some camps and stuff and he kept getting cut and stuff. And he finally was just like, you know what? I, I can, I can do better doing other things. I think so. Mm-hmm. So he's doing it. Yeah. So. And I mean, good for him for getting his degree, man. I mean, and, uh, I mean, if all us fails, if he's got passion for it still, he could be a coach or, uh, yeah. I mean, if they're at least a motivational speaker, someone you bring in during your training camp, talk to brand new players about reaching the pinnacle. Um, yep. Speaking of training camp, uh, do you watch Hard Knocks by chance? Just uh, no, I, I I never have. I think I watched it one time, like a long time ago. It feels like if I ever should be watching it, it's probably this one because Man Campbell. But no. Long answer. I uh, I watched a couple episodes when we hired Eberflus because last year they did an in season version of it with the Indianapolis Colts. Colts, yeah. So I wanted to see kind of what we were getting with Eberflus, and I mean he's been himself since he's been here. He's as long as you're talking football, he's good to go. But he's still got a lot of work to do with like talking to media about PR stuff and everything like that, which is fine. It's his first time being the head coach. But I started today because i know there are a few episodes in i started today to watch the one on the lions because i'm trying to understand the hype with the lions and i've always liked dan campbell i liked him when they hired him i like a lot of guys that they have on their coaching staff 
So I wanted to check it out. I didn't get all the way through the first season or the first episode because I had to go pick my son up. But I think uh, three three of five, three dropped last night, I think, or uh, Sunday, so yeah. or whenever it Dan, comes on. Dan Campbell's definitely intense, uh, and the players seem to love him. He's, I mean, the wins haven't been there. That's the thing. That's the thing that worries me because if you don't win, you know it's a, a it's, a result, it's a results-based business. And you're also going to only listen to kneecaps and one ass cheek and three fingers metaphors until it doesn't work anymore and you're not winning. I'll say this though: I have never known more people on a roster that of a losing team than I do the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Like they have the talent. And Jared Goff is not Tom Brady or even his replacement, Matt Stafford, but he's a serviceable quarterback. Like, he is not number 32 in the league. I think DeAndre Swift is arguably a top seven running back in the league. Amon Ron St. Brown is awesome. TJ Hawkinson is healthy, back awesome. They quietly have maybe the top three or four offensive line this year. Um, and they have Amir Abdullah in the back, too. They drafted Jameson Williams, who you could argue – I put him and, like, Chris Olave as the best wide receivers coming out, maybe Drake London. Um, they kind of stole Jameson Williams. So, they mm-hmm. have the pieces. Yeah. And their defense is middle of the pack. So, your division's not the best this year. No. Vikings will win it. I don't think the Packers. The Packers will. have feasted. The Packers have feasted for years on a weak division. Yeah, and I think Vikings will win your division this year. I think they'll feast on it. Uh, but I can see the Lions possibly getting a wild card. I mean, I've they, seen. I get you know random notifications on my phone because I have so many sports apps on it. Sports sports bookers are getting more bets for the Lions to win the division than the Packers, for the Lions to have more wins than the Packers, which is – I can see it. I can see it. Well, yeah. here's the thing with me, though. The Lions, yes, they have an incredible offensive line. They have stacked talent. But I've seen for years the Lions have a top-10 draft pick every year, and they just continue to stack talent, stack talent, stack talent. What's different this time? It's hard I, for me to buy into it until I see it. I don't recall them ever having a good offensive line. Barry well, Sanders always, was that good. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's 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 the one thing for me that is, is something that stands out more than any of them having these, you know, picks after picks or whatever and having talent is now they have a wall. Mm. And I think that is a bit of a difference compared to the other times. Oh, yeah, yeah. But compared to, like, the other times we're like, oh, they might win. I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head what their over-under is. Like, you know, obviously we're in Kentucky, so we can't bet because Jesus or whatever. But I would bet (laughs) the over on that something fierce. (laughs) Something fierce I'd bet the over on their win. Well, I know I, just, I know the Bears started out with six and a half, and it's already went down to five and a half for the year. And I, 
I don't know if the Lions have moved ahead of them in that, um, but those Lions have already moved. Uh, I look at the Bears' schedule. I think they're going to – I bet the over. Um, if you would like to sports bet, I can tell you of a website. <laughs> I know a few, but my money goes to China. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, all uh, right, so the Lions are six and a half right now. Okay. As of – a week ago, basically. So they've kind of swapped places with the Bears then because so many bets would, were coming in on their over. I would take the over on that something fierce. I yeah, I just, I just started I started watching it today and thought I'd bring it up. We run an NFL podcast. We might as well talk about what's going on in the NFL. Uh, so I thought, thought that might have been something to bring up just to see if uh, – if you've ever watched it, or I—I I mean, typically it's a bad team that's on there. Like I think they have to be yeah, a bottom, a bottom five team to qualify for it, or something. I can't remember because I thought one time they had one decent team on there. Anyway, move point. But yeah, I, I do. I, I have HBO Max, whatever it's on, so I'll—I'll I'll probably watch. Who's doing the in-season one this year? Is they're doing that? I haven't heard. I don't know if they've put that out or not. Uh, I could probably find it with a quick Google search, but it's not very good for podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything else you wanted to touch on, or do you want to get into our new segment? I think I'm good. Uh, the over-under game we might play in a couple weeks, because I, I I'm looking at some of these numbers, and I kind of dig it. So we might play that game in a week Okay. Or two. Uh, that might be something I could talk to Zach about. Zach runs Mental Dimes, and we do have a Mental Dimes bets where we put out picks daily. People can pay for the picks. Perfect. There we go. So, so maybe we can talk talk about that. Uh, I mean, That's next good. next week would be it's like basically a bye week, right? So it might be a good time to talk about over unders, prop bets, stuff for the season. Uh, next week is the because there's not a fourth week of preseason anymore. I think it's like a bye week, basically. Yeah, you know? no, we go straight into it. Uh, oh, so really? yeah, it's this week is the 24th through the oh, never mind. They just made okay. I read I read the internet wrong. Sorry, it's yeah. the 24th through the 7th is the week three preseason. So yeah, we do have okay. a bye week. Yeah, so uh. Maybe maybe that'll be a segment next week. Um, but we are going to start a new segment this week that will be a weekly thing. Uh, it's called the Dime Package, presented by Mental Dimes. Um, and the way we're going to break this down, you see a lot of lists that do a top 10, a top 5. Well, if you get into the Dime Package in the NFL, you've got four corners on the, on the field at the same time. So uh, we're going to do a top 4 uh, to – represent the four corners on the field and uh this week's it's i mean there's still a week of preseason but i mean the bears are playing a half with their starters but i don't know how many other teams are playing starters and we've pretty much got a decent little grasp on uh who's playing well in the preseason and who's not um so this week the dime package will be preseason standouts your top four, list them from four to one, and uh, I'll let you start it off, 
and we'll just go we'll go back and forth round robin style if you want to all right uh i'll go ahead and uh the one that we i know we have together for sure uh kenny pickett kenny pickett the now has he been named starter yet technically i can't remember i think, I think technically Trubisky's still the starter but really okay well that is subject to change but regardless he is looking the part he's looking the part if I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I am ecstatic that he is going to be the future. And even if Mitch is there for a little bit, okay, no, no, no worries. They have a decent defense. They have arguably a top five running back in the league. They have a hell of a wide receiver core. Uh, they're they're going to be okay. So mm-hmm. I think Kenny Pick is he's there. He's right there. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I like Kenny Pick. I like the Kenny Pick coming into the draft. Although I had him and Desmond Ritter neck and neck. A lot of people had Malik Willis as far as their draft rankings. Um, but I did think Kenny Pickett was the best quarterback in the draft. I actually wrote in my mock draft for Michael Dimes that he was the best quarterback playing at Heinz Field last year <laughs> because Pittsburgh, the college plays at Heinz Field, and Roethlisberger was not Roethlisberger last year anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> Roethlisberger <laughs> tripped over grass. <laughs> That's a thing that happened. <laughs> yeah, they still found a way to beat the Bears, though. Yeah. <laughs> that was the game with the taunting penalty. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Because the guy yeah. stared at the sideline. Yeah. yeah. I was so mad that night. I stayed up that whole night to watch that whole game. <laughs> Cutting into my sleep time. For the refs, <laughs> I'm sure the AFC North is used to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So that was your next- okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we just both covered that one, and then we'll yeah. just you know, my uh, my number three is going to be Damian Pierce, just for the fact that we haven't seen him, and we touched on it earlier. I think that is a telltale sign. Uh, they want to. They want to treasure him. They want to hold him and just explode him week one through whatever. Uh, I will say this: he's never been a. He was never. He wasn't a bell cow. Uh, I think the most carries he ever had in a season in college was like a hundred and like fifty, I think, or something like that. So you know, there's going to be room for Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead, but and. We're not going to watch Houston Texans football except for fantasy reasons, obviously. But, like, the the, the fact he's not playing, mm-hmm. I think that is a big sign. And I think I think he might he might show up maybe a few plays next week or this coming week. But I think that's just something to note that I don't know where they're just not going to yeah. play him. So. Yeah, he's definitely a guy to watch if you're in like a like I'm in a dynasty fantasy league uh, where we it's all keepers and then we draft rookies yep. and you have to drop people to make room for them and uh, Damian Pierce would definitely be a guy I've already looked he's not available but uh, <laughs> the next guy I'm going to talk about was available in my draft because we do our draft like the week after the NFL draft. So we really don't know a whole lot about it. We, we're almost guessing. Gotcha, gotcha. But the, uh, a tight end that I drafted this year is Isaiah Likely out of uh, Coastal Carolina. Yes. Uh, 
Yeah. He had 100 yards and I think a touchdown or two last week for the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, he's a guy that I'm glad I've got on my dynasty league because he is going to be a beast. And you're going to have Mark Andrews and likely you could put them on the field at the same time. And, you know, I, I just I think he's going to be a damn good tight end for years to come. So that's I love that pick by them and you. That was a, I like that one. Uh, the fact that he is behind Mark Andrews is one thing. The it hasn't been done that I can remember since the Patriots did it with Aaron Hernandez and, and Rob Gronkowski, where they ran two tight ends successfully. Mm-hmm. I think this could be done by the Ravens, especially when Rashad Bateman is your number one. Yeah. And uh, Devin Duvalnay or whatever his name is, is number two <laughs> in your wide receiver room. So, like, I could see them running across from each other, and I think that would be – he's you want to talk about a sneaky pickup, even though Mark Andrews – and Mark Andrews has gotten hurt a couple times. Mm-hmm. I mean, that dude's just going to get all of Lamar Jackson's love. So, I like and that. I, and I think – I think when Lamar Jackson gets paid the way he's going to get paid, they're going to have to let Andrews walk and likely is likely to be your guy. <laughs> oh, no, we don't do strikeouts on this podcast. I want to give you a strikeout so bad for that. <laughs> we can give a, we can give a, a, missed, field, a missed field goal. Or a, or a squid kick uh, or something. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have to figure that out. We'll have to figure that out. Five-yard penalty. Five-yard penalty. I'll sign. Uh, <laughs> uh, my number two, uh, two, two yeah. is Kevontae Turpin uh, from Dallas Cowboys. We talked about him earlier. Uh, it's a no-brainer. He's got to be on somebody's roster this year. I think it'd be insane for Dallas to let him go. I think he's going to be that good. Come out of nowhere. Once you know the speed is one thing, but watching him cut and do all that stuff, that's just a different level. That's a different level. Mm-hmm. And I think he's gonna be quietly an awesome person that in three years we're gonna be like, Oh, and then we'll do the whole profile. Well, he was doing this and he was here, you know, yada yada yada. I think he'll be one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. The way he was able to set up those blocks on the punt return, um, Awesome. Just like you said, the way he was cutting and, ah, great. So my number two is, like I told you, I was watching Monday Night Football, the uh, the incredible game between the Atlanta Falcons and the New York Jets. <laughs> Try to hold your containment of excitement. Uh, it's Try very, to. very difficult. Uh, <laughs> but I did get a little excited about one of the players I saw for the Atlanta Falcons. His name is Jared Bernhardt, and he was – I'm not sure what that was. I think that was my not, son may have just – Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Is there I'm a tornado in, in Georgetown? <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to call my wife. <laughs> um, I, I really don't know what that was, dude. Uh, I'll have to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I hope everybody's okay, but that comes yeah, my... really well. Well, well, that'll feel, sound great on the podcast, too, I'm sure. Um, but uh, Jared Bernhardt, 
he uh, was a lacrosse player in college that the Atlanta Falcons picked up. And he did not look like a lacrosse player out there. He was running good routes. He looked fast. He was making – I mean, his hands looked sticky. I don't know. They he was they sure handy. Like <laughs> no, no, they weren't. He didn't have a stick. I don't, I don't know. Gotcha. <laughs> He's probably a good blocker, too, if he played the cross, if I had to guess. Yeah. Uh, so those guys are physical. So uh, might be a guy to watch. I don't know if he ends up with the Falcons or on their practice squad or what's going to be in his future. But he so stood I, out to me last week. I didn't see him. Is he wide receiver? Wide receiver, yep. Okay, because number two is Zacchaeus or whatever his name is for their wide receiver core. So there may be a spot for him. I mean, yeah. maybe Drake yeah. London's one. So, like, yeah, Calvin Ridley's suspended. So that's true. That's so weird. Uh, yeah, I'm anxious. I've not seen anything on this guy, so I'm I'm anxious to check him out. Uh, my number one is George Pickens from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know what happened and why this is a thing, but the Pittsburgh Steelers are now wide receiver you, it seems like. They pick <laughs> people from the most random places and they become number one receivers. And apparently him and Kenny uh, Pickett are like two peas in a pod already. And that's scary because it's both of their first year. So, like, that's dangerous. And then on top of it, you have Deontay Johnson – and Chase Claypool, and I think one more person. They got that. And then you got Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. But this guy is going to skate under the radar. And he could end up being the next Antonio Brown or whoever. I mean, just pick pick a name out of the, the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers. He could right. be the next one up. And I think he, I think he'll be that good. As a Bears fan, I know exactly who George Pickens is. He's a guy that I wanted in the draft. We went and I mean, which I can understand why we had a second. We had to fix our secondary and our GM. That's just the way they had him rated. Which Bayless Jones didn't look bad last week either. And the chances he got against Seattle, he had a punt return almost for a touchdown. But other than that, they've just been doing little. They haven't shown much in the preseason. you know, I mean, you see vanilla offenses and defenses. Uh, but, yeah, the, I was going to make another pun there about the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, maybe being spelled with an A, but I don't want to have another um, missed field goal. <laughs> we're, we're still working through the details. <laughs> another holding. <clears throat> I will say this, when you get Pickett and Pickens on the field together, how many times is it going to be Kenny Pickens and George Pickens? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, be that's that. gonna be a difficult one. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna give them a nickname of some sort, like Pickums P and P and P, or yeah, Pickums something. Yeah. They'll give them something. <laughs> uh, my number one, and this is a biased pick as a Chicago Bears fan, is Jack Sanborn. Jack Sanborn was a undrafted free agent linebacker out of Wisconsin who came in week one. For the Bears, and he had like seven tackles, an interception, a fumble recovery. He was all over the field. Then last nice. week he did the he did the same thing. Um, when we originally brought him in, undrafted free agent, I thought maybe we could sneak him onto the practice squad, let him learn for a year or two. 
at this point, I don't think he'll clear waivers. I think he has earned himself a roster spot, which is great for him, especially with the Roquan situation going on, which I guess we could have touched on that, but this is the end of the show, so uh, a little late now. <laughs> Roquan's playing under his current contract. He didn't win his holdout. We'll just say that. Is he holding in or holding out? I can't, well, I can't remember he's what he's doing. doing. Anything now. <laughs> he's playing on his contract. So that was my number one is Jack Sanborn, just a name to look out for. Um, strong football name. I feel like that's a yeah. strong football name. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a just a big old white dude linebacker from Wisconsin that uh he's pretty good. He's pretty good. I mean sweet. But uh I think that wraps up our show. Um appreciate you coming back on here. I know you're on the road and uh had to carve out a little space for me. Appreciate Hopefully, the, I'll get all this better eventually. I'm promising you. Oh, it'll it'll yeah. get better. <laughs> That's all right. The audio sounded good. The video wasn't god-awful. Um, like I said, I've done podcasts with people on their phone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, where'd you go? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean um, – We'll pick this back up next week, I guess, yes, and uh, yes, talk about the final week of preseason or and or maybe I'll talk to Zach about those betting lines things. We might do that next week or maybe the week after. I don't know. Uh, and there, but, there uh, should be a substantial amount of cuts by next episode too. So That's, that's true. That's true because teams have to cut down from 80 to 53. Yep. So we will – be able to we'll be able to talk about that as well yeah good point um we're gonna head out and uh we'll we'll see y'all next week let the drama kick the drama kick die let the drama kick let the drama kick die let the drama kick let the drama kick die let the drama kick the drama kick die